Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Unfortunately, the depth of our gospel reading has been lost because the encounter of Jesus and Zacchaeus has been relegated to primarily a children's song. And it's a children's song about behavior modification, namely, hey kid, don't climb that tree too high, you know what I mean? Don't want to call the fire department. Um, uh, Most of you know it. Uh, If you don't, let me sing it to you. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. And he climbed up the sycamore tree, and when the Savior came along, he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, because I'm going to your house today, because I'm going to your house today. That's our offertory anthem today, so uh, get ready. But in order to understand the profundity of this encounter, we've got to pull it out of the children's song. And we have to begin back in the previous chapter, chapter 18, uh, where Jesus meets a rich ruler. And you remember back in chapter 18, that rich ruler approaches Jesus, and he says, Jesus, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? The guy from the outside, every visible aspect of him is put together. You know, he's rich. He's uh, concerned about, he's a ruler, and, uh, and he's concerned about eternal life, so that means he's pious. You know, the rich ruler is essentially telling Jesus, this is what he's saying. He's saying, I've got it going on in so many parts of my life. What must I do? Because clearly, I'm not just competent, but I'll be an asset. You know, if anyone has a shot at the kingdom of heaven, it's me. So what must I do to get in there, Jesus, to get my name on that list? And Jesus tells him, well, all you have to do is sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come follow me. And Luke tells us that he left that conversation very sad. And he left because what Jesus saw, what no one else could see, Jesus saw. And what Jesus saw was that while the projection, the outside was together, the heart was selfish. What's being conveyed in chapter 18 is the disconnect between what was projected on the outside, who the rich young ruler thought he was. There's a distinction between what was actually occurring in his heart who the young rich ruler actually was. Often, and, and this, is, this is Israel's problem too in the Old Testament in the prophet Isaiah. I mean, at this time, Israel's divided into two kingdoms. You have Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And Judah's got the right capital in the right place. It has the temple. It has all the, uh, the ordinances and the prayers. And they're like, we've got it together for the Lord. And what does God say? Right from the opening chapter, he calls them Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, he tells them, your worship, it, I, I detest it. Because there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect between what's going on on the outside and what's actually going on on the inside. And the same is true with us. So often we project to the world, we project to the world is completely different from what's going on internally. 
You know, to the world, I'm projecting confidence. I'm projecting strength. I'm projecting integration. And what do I mean by that? I mean, uh, what's, what, I, what I know is right, I do it, and I'm not even thinking about it. I project to the world integration. When in reality, on the inside, I'm immensely insecure. I feel totally weak and out of my league. On the inside, I'm bifurcated, possibly trifurcated, even quadricated. Is that even a word? (laughs) Tell me I'm speaking to someone. This is my first point. People who believe they bring something to the table, to God's table, never bridge the disconnect between the outside and the inside. Integration, this idea of knowing what's right and simply doing it because I want to. It's a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained, to quote St. Bob Marley. However, the good news, the good news of the gospel, as profoundly conveyed in this story when rescued from the children's song, conveys the magnitude of God's love for you and the good news that God's love brings healing, wholeness, and integration into your life for moments and then eventually for all eternity. Zacchaeus, he knew who he was. He's not only a tax collector, he's a chief tax collector. Now, I hate the IRS as much as the next person, you know, and I use TurboTax, but what, uh, you know, but what's going on here is that these people are notorious. Tax collectors were terrible people. To put it into like a modern context, tax collectors would have been the Jews that, uh, that worked with the Nazis in World War II. They would have been the ones with the yellow stars. What the Romans did was they would go around different towns and they would be like, kneel. You know where everybody's hiding their stuff. And so guess what? In a week, we're going to come and collect $1,000 from you. And his job would be to go and get that $1,000 from all of you because he knows where you're hiding your stash. But Neil isn't going to just take $1,000. He's going to extract you for $1,500 because he has to get paid as well. And this, Zacchaeus isn't just a tax collector, he's the chief tax collector. So what that means is that he has thugs working underneath him who are extraditing you and like taking your stuff and then he's taking a cut of that. Zacchaeus, here's the thing, by the world's standards is beyond the reach of the living God. So Zacchaeus is up in that tree. And he's up in that tree to just get a glimpse of Jesus. The question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I mean, give me a break. That wouldn't even cross Zacchaeus' mind. Because surely, surely Jesus, well, he's going to go eat hummus and baba ganoush at someone else's house, you know? Surely Jesus will go to a home Uh, of someone who has something to offer to God. Sadly, though, isn't that how we all think God operates? 
And it causes, this is what causes this massive disconnect between who we are on the outside and who we are on the inside. This is why we pray in the Anglican liturgy the collect of purity. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. Because we know that the chaos and the chasm between the inside and the outside is messy. And this is why what we're doing here at Calvary St. George's is so important. Because we believe God is at work by the power of the Holy Spirit healing the gap between who I project and who I actually am. Who I actually am. The person that God really knows and loves deeply and longs to forgive and heal. But I'm so busy believing this projection of myself. You see... Jesus goes to the place where there is no deserving. Jesus goes to the place where there's absolutely nothing to be offered. Notice, Jesus doesn't say, Hey, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house tonight. But you better clean up your act. And you better get that WWJD bracelet on. You know? I'm going to teach you how to dance, Zacchaeus, but you better learn how to dance to stay in the dance. That's how so much of Christianity is projected today. And it's death. It's death, whether it's left or right Christianity. You know, blue or red Christianity, it's all law and it's death. No, Jesus comes to his house and Jesus brings with him what he brings everywhere he goes. And it's not falafel. It's the forgiveness of sins. Jesus' forgiveness brings integration. Notice, Zacchaeus doesn't say, Lord, thanks for coming. Now, what do I need to do to impress you? No. Zacchaeus is transformed by this encounter. And the inside comes spilling out. Look. Half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, well, Zacchaeus, you're the chief tax collector, you have, I will pay back four times the amount. Essentially, Zacchaeus has just declared, I'm going broke. I'm giving everything and more away. What a pledge! And you can make yours today. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, this is my second point. What Zacchaeus declared here is so much more than stuff. What Zacchaeus declares is the cry of a truly integrated person. And the content of that cry, it manifests itself in generosity. This has so much more to do than just simply money. What Zacchaeus declares in this statement is, Jesus, your love is all that I need. Jesus, your grace is all that I need. Jesus, I bring nothing to the table. 
And so your forgiveness is all that I need. Jesus, you are all that I need. And when that cry leaves your lips, this is the very cry of integration, this cry of faith. I'm doing what's right because I want to do it. Salvation has come to your house as well because it's only by faith that anyone is declared a child of Abraham. The famous psychotherapist and psychiatrist Carl Jung, he identified humanity's biggest problem as a lack of integration. We Christians call it sin. But Jung argued that integration is a positive psychological development that is achieved when a person is loved in totality. It indicates psychological maturity and may help an individual move past negative habits. In Jesus, God has loved you in totality. In Jesus, there's nothing left to prove. There's nothing left to work for. Because as one reads in the next chapter, Jesus arrives in Jerusalem, and a week later, he's going to be crucified. And in his own death, Jesus, the great sin collector, would take up all of our sins and carry them to the cross and pay them off all of our debts with his most holy and precious blood. Because Jesus is the Son of Man, and that's his divine title. Jesus is the Son of Man who has come to seek and save not folks who have something to offer, not good people basically getting better, not folks who promise to never do it again because he knows you're going to do it again. Rather, Jesus, the Son of Man, has come to seek and save that which is lost. And this salvation has the power to bring about integration and change our lives. It is believed that many of the minor characters in the Gospels, like Zacchaeus, are remembered because they became leaders in the early church. And the story of Zacchaeus is this tax collector went on to follow Jesus up to Jerusalem and was there for all of those events and then was in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost where he was touched by the Holy Spirit and he became a disciple of Peter. And as the early church there in Jerusalem was persecuted and it began to spread outside of Jerusalem as the women's Bible study is studying right now, uh, uh, Zacchaeus uh, went and began to preach in the town of Caesarea Philippi. You remember the Roman city where Jesus asks his disciples, whom do you say that I am? And there Zacchaeus preached mainly to tax collectors who all were converted and then all became clergy. Can you imagine a bunch of clergy tax collectors? And these, and then Zacchaeus eventually becomes the first bishop of Caesarea. And this hotbed of Roman paganism becomes a hotbed of gospel integration, which led to generosity. Now, all of these tax collector, former tax collector clergy, you know, become known for taking care of the orphan, the widow, and the oppressed. Here's the thing. 
to declare I'm lost. I can't do it. I give up. When it comes to spiritual matters, that's actually a sign of the beginning of heavenly integration. That's where God works. Now that you're out of the way, he can use you for the sake of his kingdom. And you are in a house, and Jesus has come to meet you. And as you come forward and receive the wine, the the bread that is his body and the wine that is his blood, recognize that you're stretching your hands out with nothing. And here the Lord has come, and he meets you and he gives you everything. And this is my third point. No matter who you are, or where you are, maybe today you're up in a tree, maybe you're hanging on a limb, maybe you're at the end of your rope. There's no need to look any further for God, for Jesus has been looking for you. And today he's totally found you. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. And you who are lost have been found. And now there's rejoicing in heaven. For today, Jesus has come to our house, this house full of sinners like you and me. And in his word and sacrament, salvation is here for you because his Holy Spirit is here. And like Zacchaeus, we receive him joyfully, now free to ask the question, What are we going to do for the sake of our neighbor? What are we going to do to bring them to this house so that they might encounter the living God as well and know that the Son of Man has come and has found them? Let's pray. Jesus, your love is all that I need. Your grace is all that I need. Your forgiveness is all that I need. Jesus, you're all that I need. Send us out now in your peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.